Ladies and gentlemen, Fight Bananas presents Coffee and KOs Outside the Octagon. We're crazy about fights and jacked on caffeine. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Coffee and KOs podcast. We have another Outside the Octagon interview with our man, Derek Minner. Derek, thank you for joining us again. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Um, so this kind of came about because, you know, obviously I, I, you know, we talked to the glory guys here and there, and then you're fighting, you have an upcoming fight against Charles Rosa, and then that man goes on a podcast and says he's going to knock you out in round one. What the hell, man? Yeah, he he's he the one podcast or one interview he says he's knocking me out in round one. The other one said that it if I come to the ground, if I take it, decide to take him down, he's gonna submit me and he's gonna be on the winning edge. You know, he's gonna submit me in round two or something. So he can't really make up his mind. I don't think he really understands like what's what's really going on or what he's training for. I don't know. He just and then in the other turns he's like, oh. I, yeah, man, I just got to be ready everywhere because, you know, he's he, – I don't really know what he wants to do, like, talking about me. So I, I think he's confused, man. Now, do you do you see those in, like, the podcast or – I would think one of them was on MMA Junkie, like, or does, like, someone from your team kind of send that to you being like, yo, man, like, look at this, like, Rose is talking shit. Nah, man, I, I see it. I see it. Uh, I don't even know. Like, I'll, I'll, you know, search the fight. I don't even know. Like, I'll find it or somebody will send it to me. The one, the one you guys sent me to me about not knocking me out in round one, but man, the guys, that's silly, man. Like, I just don't know where he gets that. Like, obviously, he can't even, you know, he can't finish a popsicle, man. Coming, that's that's <laughs> that's 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 coming, that's coming from one of my boys. Like, he, the dude hasn't finished nobody. Like, what is he talking about? He finished one guy in the UFC, and all of a sudden now he's gonna go in there finishing guys. Well, more power to him, I guess. He he lost to Dennis Seaver. All right. Like that to me, like when I so like I obviously after I saw him talking shit, I was I start looking up and like I know who Charles Rose is, but it's been a while since I've seen him fight. So then I go on and I look at his record, and obviously, like you could find who they fought since they've been amateurs. He lost to Dennis Seaver. Like, that's pretty bad. Like, not that's not anything against Dennis Seaver, but like he was the guy that people would feed like for their UFC debut, like knowing that like you were probably going to beat him and he lost to him. Yeah, man. I mean, he, he has some few wins, you know, he, I, I've heard so, you know, he has that arm bar win over, was it Manny Bernunez? But, mm -hmm. but he dude, that dude missed weight, just missed weight for 155. I don't think he gave a shit about his MMA career. I mean, he missed weight at 35, missed weight at 45 and then missed weight at 55 outside the USC is what I just seen. So like, I mean, like good job that dude obviously didn't care he probably quit you know whatever and then he goes and talks and starts talking about uh you know he's talking about his last win over kevin aguilar but like 
that dude was on a two, three, four fight win loss streak, and now all of a sudden, like that's the biggest win. That's when he keeps talking about. So, you know, more power to him. I mean, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good scrap, and it's gonna be a good good win under my belt. So we'll see. Yeah, I think when he says things like that, like that puts too much pressure on yourself because now everyone's going to be looking for that round one finish that he's already called out. He's trying to call a shot. Like that's too much pressure for him to put on himself. So for you, you can kind of fly under the radar. That kind of works for you. Um, and well, then this is, yeah, go ahead. Well, to knock me out, like that's, I mean, like, which is cool. I, I mean, I just don't see it where, where he's going to do it. I mean, I, I don't think I don't get hit, man. So go ahead and, yeah. And then, so this is also, I think you said this is your first full camp with Glory MMA. Is that true? Yeah, this is my first eight-week camp ever. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Dude, like, like I mean, I've I've had, like, notices where I think I'm going to fight on eight weeks notice, and then, like, we get released, and, it, like, I don't get a contract until, like, four or five weeks out, you know? So, um, yeah, I've my last camp with James and the glory guys was, uh, was three weeks long with, uh, for TJ Laramie. And then this camp, uh, yeah, it's going to be when all said and done, it'll be eight, eight, nine week camp. So I've been down here for four, four weeks, I think straight now, this is number five. So yeah, man. How's it feel? So how's the, like, how's it feel to actually have a full eight week fight camp and then to be like a full eight weeks with james kraus i mean everyone that we've talked to from glory you know they all do nothing but rave about james kraus so you know you have a full eight weeks now you're not fighting on three weeks notice like we know that you have a million fights to your name and now you finally get some time between fights and a full camp how are you feeling Oh man, I, I feel great, man. I, I feel, I'm in shape. My weight's coming down and, uh, just, just elevating my game every day, uh, here at glory. It's, uh, it's different, man. Just having, having all the high level training partners that, that are here along with the high level coaching, um, is something that I've never had before when it comes down to it. Like I've had it for like two weeks at a time here and there, you know, when I'd go away, for fight camps because i've been to a lot of a lot of different camps you know and i would only spend two three weeks somewhere but you know to be out here and i'm coming down here every week now a couple times a week uh when i'm not in camp so after the tj fight i was still coming down here at least for two days out of the week just to keep getting work in and then i started you know when we got the notice is when i started coming down here for five six days a week and do you live close to glory or is that like not too far of a travel for you that's uh, three hours. I get up Monday morning. I get up Monday morning at six forty-five and drive down here for morning practice at ten. Damn. That's and then I stay. Hike. Then I stay here all week. And yeah. Are you are you crashing in a hotel or are you staying with no. someone at their house? Yeah. Uh, I got a I got a buddy I'm staying with now. I usually stay with Emery or uh, or Tim Elliott. So usually. Uh, Usually I stay with Tim's and it, it works out because I, I used to stay with them when I went to Vegas too. So when I camped out in Vegas, I used to stay with Tim and Gina out there. So it kind of worked out when they moved down here. So and then this week they're in the transition of getting a, getting. A, they just bought a house, so uh, I got another buddy that I used to train with back freaking eight years ago that lives down here. That's let me crash this place. So pretty cool. Is there a is there a point like in your camp that you know now you've been doing this for week after week after week do you, are you, do you like get the itch to get in the octagon at this point or like 
you know, do you reach like a boiling point there where you're like, all right, let's just get into the octagon and have this fight go that you still have three weeks left? Yeah, that was like two two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two, two, three weeks. You know, like once I started feeling good and in sh- like in shape and like right when I got the call, I'm ready to get in the octagon. I'm like, all right, this dude, you know, and he's got a very punchable face. So, I mean, it's going to be awesome. So. Yeah, we are very anti-Charles Rosa. We reached out to him. And then he just like big leagued us. And if you big league us, like he's checked off our list now forever. So uh, round one, put him to sleep would be would be great. Yeah, man, you can't big league somebody when you're, you know, especially like the uppercomers. Like he he was just talking on it. Like I listened to podcasts how like, oh, he loves the media and blah, blah, blah. But like, I just don't understand like where, you know, he's four and four in the UFC. It's not like he's freaking, you know, 10 and four in the UFC with a bunch of finishes, you know, and like. Which is cool. He's a good fighter. Don't get me wrong. Like it's a tough fight, but like, like the whole time I'm like, oh, the massive name Charles Rosa. I'm like, where are you guys getting this? Like he's he's fought three times in four year, five years. I fought twenty times in that time span. So like, yeah, it's gonna be fun, man. Yeah. Well, so I'm actually I have a kind of a conflict of interest because I actually went to high school with his cousin. Cause he's from like the Boston area. I'm from the yeah. Boston area. So I would obviously like to root for the hometown guy and he got his win, I think against Manny Bermudez in Boston. And I was at that one. So it's kind of tough, but I, like Zach was saying, he kind of big leagued us a little bit and glory MMA has been the complete opposite of that. They've given us all the respect in the world. So I kind of got to lean towards Derek Minner here. Well, I, I hope so, man. Like that's, that's the thing. I mean, it's just a different type of mindset. You know, I think when, when you grow up in the Midwest, nothing against the, like, you know, the East coast, the West coast, where I think it's just a different mindset. And, you know, for me, I've been through it, done it all. I started from, you know, nothing been knocked down a few times in my career. And, you know, it's just, it's a little different. Like I've, I have a different like path to where, where I'm going than, than a lot of these guys. So. He's also a fake Boston guy, Steve. He lives in Florida now. You don't just live in leave. Florida after being a Boston guy. So he's not even a real Boston guy. Um, <laughs> so anyway, how's dad life going, dude? So obviously the first time we had you on, you know, it was, she was still kind of new. How's it going? It's been a couple months. Man, it's it's awesome, man. I love being a father. Uh, you know, it's crazy. It's it, 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 it's gives a your why a whole different meaning you know like you really before being being a father like your why is about is pretty selfish it's like about what you want to do with your life it's how you're making a living it's how your path to greatness and when you have a when you have a child and the family now you know i i i got a daughter too and so like she's five and then then my girlfriend and then uh than brogan and it's like your why just gets different like i'm i'm fighting so they don't have to man i'm fighting to give them a future and like this is how i this is my way and this is how i'm gonna you know make my money and 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 provide for them so it it, to go get the win means a lot more now and does that change the way you approach your fights now like are you now trying to fight a little bit smarter than you may have beforehand just because like you said, you kind of maybe have a lot more responsibility now and you obviously want to get out there, get the win, maybe get a, a bonus along the way. Oh man. Uh, I don't, I don't know, man. I think James Krause is the reason for that. I don't think that I think, uh, elevating my fight IQ is, is been huge since being with James Krause. And I think that has a lot more to do with it than going in there and, and thinking about that. Cause when it comes out the window, that all goes out the window when I enter there and all I'm thinking about is, 
getting the win, you know, and hopefully get a bonus. You know, they I kind of got Jude out of the last one. Um, I, I feel like I deserve the, the last bonus, so I'm going to give them no question on who deserves it this one. And have you been away from – so, like, now that you've been there – you said you've been there four weeks straight. You haven't been home, then you haven't seen your – haven't seen your kids at all? No, I go home, I go home on uh, after pra- after my last practice of the week, so whether it be Friday or Saturday. And uh, yeah, no, it's it's cool cuz it's right there. I'm not I'm not too far away. I just jet home. I mean, it's it takes me 2 hours, 45 minutes, 3 hours to get home. I mean, that's that's nothing. And uh, yeah, man, it's crazy. The the it's it's super super shitty to be away be from the daughter just because like every time i go home there's something new going on like now she's walking along the couch and like she's before you know every week it's something new and obviously i'm glad we live in the today's era where i can i have technology where i see her every day you know multiple times a day i'm facetiming her and stuff like that but you know during that first year is pretty critical and the they're they're keep building every day you know now with the uh, obviously that's a lot you you wake up early you're traveling three hours you have a family that's a lot of time did you were you able to attend the glory mma award show no i wasn't we had uh we had talked about it but our babysitter had some going on and so and then my girlfriend ended up she just doesn't think sometimes even though i told her three weeks before and she she ended up being like oh i'm working till seven and our babysitter has to leave at two so i was like i had to get home and and uh and take get pick up the the oldest one from school and then uh, go take care of them. So, so we're actually been lobbying, and I know you got to go, so I don't want to keep you too long. Uh, uh, I don't got nothing going on for another half hour, boys. Oh, okay. Um, so, anyways, we've been lobbying for an Olympics at Glory MMA. I don't know if you've heard about this, but so we've been bringing it up to like we we brought it up to Jason Witt and uh, talking about going down there and challenging you guys to an Olympics. Do you think that you could beat us in other sports aside from wrestling? Cause obviously we know we would lose in that. I mean, depends what you're talking about. Like I, I feel like I'm, for, I'm speaking for myself. I feel like I can do pretty much everything. So I'll, I'll pick right. up on it, but we get, we get one or two practice rounds first. Okay. Like, okay. so I'm thinking like, so we've talked about like odd stuff. Like you're talking, we got ping pong. We might have a checkers game. We might have like stuff that we have a shot in because if it comes to like actually physically fit, like I'm well past oh, my yeah. prime and it's just, obviously you guys would murk us in all of those things. Yeah, man. I, uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll try whatever, but I feel like I got, I, I'm pr- super competitive. Like I played Yahtzee, I played six games of Yahtzee last night <laughs> before I came because I lost two of them and I was like, no, nah, this ain't happening. My cousin beat me twice and my, my girlfriend beat me once. I had to, I had to win uh, at least half the game. So we played until that was, that was it. So <laughs> how's your, like your yard game level at like cornhole? uh can jam things like that i'm from nebraska bro that's what we do we're they invented it i'm i I don't drink no more like i haven't drank in five years but like before then i i mean that's all we did is you know drink and sit by the in the cornfields or in the yard and that's all we have to do so i i can play some yard games boy okay what about have you ever heard of the game quates i have not See, no one knows this game. What is it, though? Because it might have a different name. So it's like horseshoes, but it's not horseshoes. It's so it's you get a rubber thing that looks like a donut 
It's 18 feet away, and the object is to get it either close to the ring or on the ring. And you get, you know, you get two throws each team. So, like, I'm from Pennsylvania, um, the Allentown, Bethlehem area. It's huge there. Like, there's leagues out here. Like, you can go to, like, play for a legion. Like, I could play for, like, the American Legion and play it on a Quake team. Like, it's that serious out here. Oh, shit. Yeah, I've definitely never heard of that. See, I so I automatically win. So that's one game. I bring it down. We already well, we got a dub, Steve. Yet. If you ex- if you explain it to me, then how do you how do you know you won? <laughs> like if you can, I, I mean, you can explain it, and I can still win. I, I just well. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty. Di- that is true because my friends, so they don't beat me, but like they'll go out there and like their first throw throw a ringer, and I'm like, you've never done this before. How the hell did you just do that? Oh yeah, for sure. Did Did you play sports? Like in high school or anything, like high level. Did, did I? Yeah. Uh, man, uh, I I obviously wrestled my my whole life, and then uh, I played I played baseball through through all through school. I played football up until my sophomore year. I was just not very big, and I was concentrating on wrestling. And yeah, I just played play, played baseball all four years in high school, and then I was a wrestler. So. All right, so I'm thinking like wiffle ball will be one of our games because I know Zach and Carrie, they both played uh, baseball at, in college. I played in high school too, so I'm thinking we'll have a big wiffle ball game. Oh, perfect. Let's yeah, go. we're trying to make this like a big thing, and we're going to make it a YouTube video, and we heard James Krause is super competitive. So we're trying to kind of – we're kind of talking some shit, friendly shit, tagging him on, on Instagram here and there. We're going to make this happen. It's going to happen this summer. I think everybody's uh, pretty competitive, so I think you'll have no problem, no problem getting that under under people's skin during that. Does the that, does the good. competitiveness carry into like training and sparring and everything? Do you guys get like pretty heated in the moment? Uh, man, I mean, I think everybody's pretty mindful. James makes sure we get like we go hard as hell. Like everybody's competitive, but you're not gonna as long as you're not going hard enough to hurt your hurt you know your training partners and stuff. You just got to be mindful and. Like most of the guys have been doing it long enough that you're you're definitely uh, you know what's going on or how you know you're not trying to kill each other. Is there is there one like training partner you have at Glory that like really like brings out the best in you, or worse maybe? Uh not necess- not necessarily one in particular. I think everybody elevates everybody's game here. I think everybody's just it's crazy how much week to week how many people get you know how much better everybody gets week to week. So so you know we we had a lot of the amateurs on like mo uh zwolak and and those guys are you working with any of them do you work with any of them yeah mo, mo's one of my main training uh drilling partners so i uh yeah mo's mo's gonna be good man he's gonna be really good yeah i, feel like a lot I think of people that he's gonna be him. a stud like i and the way that he talks too like he carries himself well like i really think that he's gonna he's gonna take off like he's still crazy young yet but yeah, man. Yeah, I'm excited to see those guys keep growing. There's a lot of there's a lot of upcoming amateur talent at Glory MMA that people don't know, but they will know. That are home built James Krause guys that are going to be freaking monsters. I, I feel like we're seeing that now with like you know Grant Dawson's making a big name for himself. You, yeah. Kevin Kroom, obviously Tim Elliott. Like you guys have you guys are becoming like a real deal in MMA for sure. Yeah, I think he said he's got 14 guys on his roster that are in the UFC. So, damn. 
do do they the does the UFC or is there some sort of award? I think I saw that there is like a gym gets like the gym of the year or best gym of the year. Like that is an award or something like that, right? Uh, I think it's like uh, like MMA junkie or like media outlets give them to people and. You know, I, I don't see how, like, a gym like Glory doesn't get in the runnings or a guy like James Krause isn't the, fight, uh, the coach of the year, you know. Like, I see on a couple he was, but, like, them big awards, like, he definitely – look at the record this year uh, in the UFC and the guys that made their UFC debut and stuff. I think uh, Glory, Glory MMA ain't going nowhere. Not only that, but like look at the underdogs. Like you were a crazy underdog. Kevin Crooms a crazy underdog. Like these guys that have no shot have a shot. Come out and get just crazy dubs. Sorry, my kids are nuts. Oh, you're good. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it is crazy. I mean, I made my UFC debut against the Glory guy, and now you, now you know I'm sitting here learning and grinding with them every day, man. So it's 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 cool to see. Yeah, that's that's really awesome. And obviously, James obviously a big part of that, and he still likes to fight every now and then he just kind of will jump in take short notice fights like is he kind of just going to be fighting for the foreseeable future or is he going to be coaching like non-stop full-time or he just does both i think he just man he just does both if, if a fight comes up that he wants that's that meets his time schedule he's he's on it you know i think he's got that like his guys come first type mentality you know i think but you know i think that he's gonna fight still i mean why wouldn't he he likes to make money and he likes he and he's fucking good you know so um yeah i mean right now starting with julian the week before me and then he's he has like eight or nine weeks in a row we have guys on on ufc cards so do you think it's odd that like he advises you guys to not take short notice fights but he is the king at short notice fights because I feel like he's always take the only time we ever see James Krause is oh they need a last minute replacement I'm gonna take the fight. I mean I've never heard that come out of his mouth because I I take some short notice fights myself so I mean may, maybe if it was we've he's never said no to me yet so but I haven't been here that long so but uh, my last you know it was three weeks notice for Laramie I called him up and said hey what's up man I'd like to come train with you guys run my camp and he was on it so. We'll it see. seemed like it was like a lot of the younger guys when they came in, there's just like they trust James to pick the fights for them. And, and they were trying to like stay away from the short notice fights and just pick the smart ones. So they're not kind of getting caught in a bad situation, maybe early on in their career. Yeah, man, I, it's just and, you know, I'm in the UFC now. And so it's, it's different. You know, I've taken a lot of short notice fights in my life and in my career. So it's it's way different now. I mean, we're. We, I still want to fight four or five times a year, and I'm down to take short notice fights as long as I'm healthy and in shape, you know. So we'll just see how, how that goes. And I understand, like, especially when you're building your pro career, you got to be smart. You know, I, I got a couple guys that I coach also up in Nebraska that, you know, you just got to be a little bit smarter uh, than than way the way I did it, you know. So, like, I took the the – I took the hard path to the UFC, obviously. Like I could have milked my record and got to thirteen and zero off scrubs, and then went and got in the UFC. I'm sure, but like instead, like I fought every the who's who outside the UFC on the way up, and so I went up, down, around everywhere else. So, and I saw that your brother, your brother, uh, he fights too. He just got a win. I saw. I think I saw that on your Instagram. Yeah, both my little brothers fight. My middle one. Uh, the middle one's 6'4", 170 pounder. He uh, he just got his second pro win. He's two and one. He got caught in a an ankle lock, 
yeah, he, he kind of like screamed his pro debut and like, like when, cause it hurt, but he never tapped and the ref stopped the fight. And then my littlest brother, who's 22 is like eight and four, I think eight, nine and four. He's been fighting since he, we, we had a fight on week after his 18th birthday. So he's been at it a minute too. So. Do they kind of see like where you've gone in your career and that's why you think they have gone into fighting or is that just something maybe it's in your family? You got some fighters in there. Yeah, my littlest brother, he started fighting first and he, he it was always that, that's something he had always wanted to do. You know, he's he's been my one of my biggest fans since day one, if not the biggest fan, you know, and and uh, and he's still growing into his own and he's he's going to be good. He just took a bunch of lumps on the way up, you know, being young and immature, like you just don't have that mentality. And so he got kind of took a couple losses at amateur, but that's why you fight amateur. And then my middle brother, I run a gym. I own a gym in Nebraska city, my hometown. And he actually came at me just wanting to get in shape. He was 255 pounds, had the dad bod going on. He has three kids and, uh, He's like, man, I just really – I saw a picture of himself, and he's like, I need to lose weight. And I was like, all right, show up tomorrow at you know, 5.30 a.m., and he did. And he did my boot camps for like a year, but then his schedule wouldn't allow him to do boot camps no more. And he got to like 205 pounds. So he lost – in the first year, he lost like 50 pounds. And then he's like, man, I can't come work out. I was like, just come to MMA. You don't have to ever fight. Just train. Just you know, It's a workout too. And so he did, and then I was like, hey, man, just take one fight. Just take one fight. And the plan was for all three of us to be on one card. But it didn't work out. And so he ended up fighting. And the rest, he just fucking loves it. You know, it's, he didn't start. Until, he never wrestled growing up or anything. So he's, uh, and he's, and he's good. So it's going to be fun watching him grow. Damn. So you got the, you got the heavyweight, you got a six four one seventy, but then you're, you're fighting featherweight right now, right? Um, you wish my- you kind of had some of that height or that size. Well, my littlest brother, my littlest, no, Brady, the 170 or was 255 pounds. Oh. And so he, he's six wow. four. He, he just fought at 180 as well as a catch weight. And then my littlest brother is a 45er. He's Got like, it. he's a little taller than me, but he's, uh, he, uh, yeah, he's a 45er. He'll probably be a 55er before it's all said and done. He's getting his man muscles now. <laughs> are they like, are they, do they kind of have the same style as you? Like, I mean, nasty chokes and stuff, or different styles uh, compared to you. Uh, they both they both choke choke some dudes for sure. Um, Brady's long and lanky, and his stand up is so awkward and crazy. And he's he's got he's just super long. He's six foot four, and so he uh, he's starting to be able to wrestle better. Like his whole last fight, we fought a boxer, and so we put him against the cage, and we uh, you know took him down and ground and pounded him, and he ended up getting the choke. Brett, Brett resembles me a lot more with his style. Um, he's, he's wrestled his whole life. And so he, uh, he definitely implements that more in his game. And is that something, you know, if you're in their corner, like, do you enjoy doing that? Is that something you're kind of looking to do outside of the UFC at some point? Yeah, man, I've, I've always like, uh, up, up in Omaha premier combat center, which has been my gym, uh, my home gym for my whole career. And then, and men are great performance. I, I've coached, I coached to basically our pro team at, uh, at premier. I, I help coach with Ryan Jensen. And, uh, so I coach a lot there and I, I run all the team stuff at my gym. So yeah, I mean, I like coaching. Kind of going off fighting. Um, 
you said you played baseball and you're from Nebraska. Are you a Jabba Chamberlain guy? You know who? Do you know who Jabba Chamberlain is? Yeah, he's a pitcher, man. I didn't really get it. I'm not really a big. I'm a more of a. I'm more of a college baseball guy now. But that's probably because because I like to put parlays in just on random shit. But um, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I I I watched him growing up. I think I was in high school when he was pitching. So yeah, I mean, I mean, you could say that. I mean, I could be like, oh, that dude's from Nebraska. But I'm not really a big fan of too many certain guys. So. I just hear he was like a huge person and like that was the big thing. His thing was oh, he's yeah. from Nebraska. Like it was like he was a god there or some something. So yeah, he was definitely crazy. was for sure. Um you're you're close to Kansas City, kind of. Is that are you guys like all hyped up about the Chiefs Super Bowl? I'm a Raiders fan. Okay. Interesting. So no, I hope they fucking get their ass kicked. Yeah, that's me too. <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually, I like the Bucks. I don't like Tom Brady though, so it's like a catch twenty two here. But I'd rather, much rather see the Chiefs lose because my brother's a diehard Chiefs fan, and a lot of the, my family members are, and then obviously all these guys down here are. So I would definitely rather see the Chiefs lose. So I'm gonna root for Tom Brady, even though I can't stand him, and he's the greatest of all time. But still, I, I'm gonna root for Tom Brady this one. Oh, you probably take Why? some heat in the gym. I imagine most people are Chiefs fans at the gym too. For sure. Damn. Why do you hate Tom Brady? Everyone hates his greatness. No, I don't hate the greatness. He he won an AFC championship off the Raiders one time over the fumble. I don't oh, know if you guys yeah. remember that. And it oh, was yeah. a fum- it was a fumble, but they called it a forward pass. And so ever since then I couldn't stand him. And my littlest brother is a, a a big Tom Brady fan. He was a big Patriots fan, so obviously I have to not like him just because of that too. That that game literally invented the tuck rule. That was yep. like 20 years ago. That is, I'm from, I'm in the Boston area. So, of course, yeah. I know the game you're talking about. I think it was what, 2000 or 2001, maybe? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Way I back. still remember that shit to this day, man. <laughs> and that was the snowy day. That was like a blizzard outside. Adam yep. Terry got the kick on that one. Yep. Yeah, man. Sorry still, about that. Still frustrating. I'm we a Bears fan. Good. My team always sucks. Yeah. We haven't been good since. So, it's whatever. <laughs> or you went to the Super Bowl. Against the Bucks, yeah. And when uh, Gruden uh, took the Bucks to Super Bowl and the Raiders, pretty much because they were both his teams. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that, that was before two thousand? That was two thousand one, two thousand. Oh, okay, because they lost two thousand was the whatever year was before that. So it was either two thousand or two thousand one, which is when that happened, and we went to the Super Bowl one of those years too. Downhill from then. <laughs> yep. All right. So one last question. This is a fun question. This is our sheath underwear question of the day, guys. Go get yourself some sheath underwear. Use promo code coffee and KOs. You get 20% off your order. Greatest underwear ever. Derek Minner, go buy yourself a pair of sheath underwear. They're great. <laughs> um, anyways, I gotta ask. You get tw- you get a quick glimpse. What do you think this is? <laughs> <laughs> oh man is that like a spaceship or something that your kid drew or something <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what it is my wife bought this blanket and never noticed it and then i was on a, a call with one of my friends and he goes why is there a dick on your blanket <laughs> oh, yeah, I, mean, I, I mean that's what i resemble but i'm just like okay it looks like something your kid drew or something 
I had, I had to ask because it was just hilarious. I, I, I was like, I was like, I'm doing this interview today, and I'm just gonna ask Derek what he thinks this. I mean, that would have been my first response, but then I'm like, okay, he's got kids, and I know they draw some funky shit sometimes. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay. If you said dick, it would have been totally okay. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, well, we really appreciate you coming on. My daughter's screaming her face off. Um, and, uh, you know, best of luck in your – in your. you're going to get a dub. We're super hyped. We're going to live stream our reaction as you're fighting uh, because we do that with all the guys that we have on the show. Oh, yeah. So super, super excited. Um, hopefully, we get you back on soon after the win. Come after back on. After 50 Gs. Yeah, we'll celebrate. Yeah, um, you know, best of luck with everything. We appreciate you taking the time and uh, can't wait to see you back in the octagon, man. Thanks, my man. Appreciate you guys. See you. Take see it ya. easy.